Joining me on the line is Mike Rifo. On today's podcast, we're going to be previewing week two of the NFL slate. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? I feel like uh, this is our first podcast, even though it's week two. We should have had one last week. I wonder what happened there. Yeah, sometimes people have babies, and babies are needy. (laughs) My wife is covering from, quote-unquote, major abdominal surgery. (laughs) Uh so, yeah, we missed the pod last week. We did get our picks up. How did you do on the picks last week? I don't remember. You know, I don't like to live in the past. Uh, I'm <laughs> yeah. always a uh, forward uh, You got to be a forward thinker. You, yeah, you go 0-3. Uh, but trying- I do have one thing to kind of uh, kind of just uh, speak my mind. or uh, I don't know the last time that you've actually bought like tickets on a on a service like vivid seats or i I don't even know like a ticket master so i i actually went on and got some tickets to a show that i want me and my wife to go to i didn't realize that the tickets are x and the fees that come with it are almost like almost half of like a ticket to these events yeah absolutely Uh, I mean, I'm, and so I'm like, this is just a show. So uh, Ticketmaster blows, Vivid Seats blows. There's another one that was even more expensive because I went to like three or four different sites. I SeatGeek. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Absolutely. Oh, so yeah. SeatGeek, um, all those things. I just couldn't. I, it was. It's been a while, obviously, since I bought some tickets, but was <laughs> I just couldn't believe the fees that you have to pay for to get just standard tickets anywhere now. Yeah, welcome to the 21st century. It's been a big yeah. problem for a long time, and it sucks. Uh, are you even going to say would, what you're doing? I would tell the uh, no. Well, I, I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell you the, what we're going to uh, off air, just in case my uh, my wife uh, happens to listen, because it's supposed to be a surprise. So she's not going to listen. This she, is yeah. this is literally the the safe. You could whisper it into a pillow, and that's a more dangerous place than saying. She it on this literally podcast. just texted me. I'm going to listen to your podcast. I can hear you now. <laughs> <laughs> that's her way of telling you to shut up and to talk quieter. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, all all right, right, let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into the slate. So, let's see here. Boom. Oh, that's uh, preview. Um. So to recap last week, uh, the the picks we gave out, I went two for three. You went zero oh for three. I know at least one of those was brutal. The Minnesota one. I would uh, say. I, I would say. Yeah. Also, the Arizona. I would say the Arizona one was worse because I mean it was. What was the pick? The top of my head. It was over fifty-two, I believe, and I think they were at fifty-one points in the third. And then no one scored after that. It was just, I couldn't believe it. And then the, yeah, the Minnesota one, I mean, that one's not as bad. That went into overtime, but if he had missed that field goal, I would have been fine on the under on that one. Um, so, I mean, yeah. And then the Washington one, yeah, what are you going to do? But um, yeah, I, I think I, I like my picks this week. So uh, I got I, I can only go up at that point, so. It's very true. If you're on three, I mean, it's a perfect example of why you don't blow your wad on in in the first week. You know, you got a long season. You got this this year, what eighteen weeks? 
to uh to figure out how you want to uh make your bet so i think this is i think out of every week of the year this is strangely the most exciting week to bet because from april when the draft is all the way until you know the last preseason game you hear all these narratives from camp about you know so and so's in shape and you know mac jones is killing it in scrimmages and all, all this stuff you hear about all these rookies that are amazing like, you never really hear any bad stuff and then you and then since there's no games really going on cuz preseason's kind of fake the you know a lot of the talking heads kind of build up these narratives that are pretty consistent and then everyone gets punched in the face week 1 and you have a bunch of teams. You have like the Green Bay Packers that score three points against New Orleans. And you have, you know, the Cardinals that blow the Titans out of the water. And all this crap just gets thrown on the wall. And then <clears throat> week two, you're just sifting through the garbage. You're like, what was right? Did they just play a bad game and the last four months are real? Or is it the other way around? Um, so I think that there's a lot of money to be made this week. Uh, but I also think like like I highlighted a handful of games that I, I wouldn't touch, but I'm incredibly interested in watching. And I think you actually bet at least one of these. So I'm keeping my eye on New Orleans Saints at Panthers. All the sharp money is coming in on the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers didn't really impress me at all, but a lot of people just think that the Saints had perfect game script. Green Bay blew up and that they're going to come down to earth. Well, and, and I mean, if you look at that, they I think Rodgers threw an interception in the in the red zone at the end of the second quarter and then uh something else happened uh they were driving i think it was a it was a botched play or something like that so i mean and and before that game got blown wide open i mean green bay was you know driving to make that game a little bit more competitive but yeah it just all hell broke loose once he once he did that like hail mary interception and the game was over at that point yeah and this seems to happen with green bay Almost annually. Yeah, they they have two or three, two or three games a year. It seems like where it's just like, yeah, it's weird. Because if I remember correctly, this happened with Tampa Bay last year with Green Bay. I think, I think Tampa Bay, I think Green Bay was up 10-0 and they were, and they were charging. And Mm -hmm. then, and then Rodgers threw a pick six and then like Tampa Bay scored like the next 30 points. Yep. We talked about that. We talked about that uh, a couple podcasts last year. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and we talked about we're like, oh, you know, is this the beginning of the end for Rodgers? Like, is this a bigger sign of things to come? And of course, he goes on and wins MVP. But this is the kind of stuff that just happens once a year for Green Bay. So maybe they're just getting out of the way. Yeah. Uh, but but we're we're each going to go through three picks for our favorite games and just kind of go from there. So uh, I'll start off. So my first pick is I'm going with New England minus five and a half. At the Jets, this was actually lower. This was minus three and a half earlier in the week. Um, so I, for me, it's really that I, I think New England kind of got a raw deal last week. One of the one of the fumbles wasn't a fumble, and mm-hmm. and I just didn't see anything special from the Jets. I had money. I had money for the Jets to cover against Carolina, so I was actually watching that game for a little while. Um, Belichick also has basically a flawless resume against rookie quarterbacks. So he's gone 21 and six at the spread playing rookie quarterbacks. And last year, you know, Justin Herbert was one of the best, you know, five rookie years ever. And uh, and they beat the Chargers 45 to zero. And, and he made Herbert look awful. 
So I, I, I just think that this is going to be, this is going to be a catch up game for new England. I, they never blow anybody out, but I think that they're going to easily cover the five and a half that I got them at. So I'm going with new England with my first pick. I like it. Um, so mine is my, my first pick is going to be Denver minus five and a half at Jacksonville. You know, I just looked at last week and Jacksonville, who I actually thought would beat the Texans, got just destroyed by the Texans. They allowed 449 total yards, 12 for 21 on third downs. Uh, they allowed 160 yards on the ground, and the Texans were four and six, scoring touchdowns in the red zone last week. I just, <clears throat> excuse me. I, uh, we all figured that Texans would probably be one of the two worst teams besides maybe Detroit uh, in the in the in the NFL this year, and the Texans looked like they were just rolling over this uh, Jacksonville defense. Um, and then you also also look at Trevor Lawrence. I know a lot of hype on this guy, but he was twenty eight for fifty one on passes. That's fifty five percent completion rate. That was bottom five this past week. He had three interceptions, and I, I look back at it. And all three of them, horrible, horrible uh, mistakes by him. One, he just missed his uh, receiver. I think the, the the final, the next two, he, I don't know what he was looking at. Maybe maybe miss uh, communication uh, with the route the wide receiver is supposed to make, but it, it just was not in the realm of a uh, catchable ball for anyone. And uh, and this was against the, the Texans, who's projected to be the worst defense in the NFL this season. So, um, and then you look at what Denver uh, did did last week uh, at 165 yards on the ground, and you're looking at uh, Jacksonville last season, bottom three defense against the run. So uh, Bridgewater looked all right, 28 for 36, 264 yards, two touchdowns last week. Um, and I, I felt like defensively they held the Giants in check the entire game. They stuffed the run, allowed only 60 yards. And uh, Von Miller – uh, was a beast, had two sacks in that game. So my my biggest concerns on this, I, I will say, uh, Denver was 100% on fourth downs. Uh, I think they were three for three, and I just think that's not going to be sustainable, but hopefully they won't need that. And then, you, you know, you had the sad news of Jerry Judy out this week. but Yeah, that's what um, I was going to bring up. But, you know, Jacksonville, I, I just look at, a lot of things. Jacksonville also had nine missed tackles. If you look back at that tape against the Texans, there are a lot. It just, it, I was shocked that it was only nine, to be honest with you. Uh, but the main reason is Trevor Lawrence. I, I just, I, I just don't think he's up to it right now. I think he needs a little bit more time to work. And I guess going against a, a Houston team gave him fits. I, I don't think a Denver defense, which is much more talented, is going to be. Uh, a better outcome for him. So I, I like Denver five and a half here. Yeah. My brother who is not a gambler uh, texted me that he took a risk-free bet for, he's a big Denver fan. Yeah. Um, he wanted to bet it last week was not able to, cause he was out of the state, uh, but he took a risk-free $1,000 bet this week on Denver minus, I believe he got it at six. Um yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it, earlier in the week it was six. Uh, it has dropped to five and a half. So I think I I think FanDuel had it at five and a half. I think I'm going to start saying because we're not sponsored by anyone, but DraftKings is the other one I, I, I look at on a regular basis. I think had it at six still. So, um, but we're going off FanDuel odds at the time of these picks. So, and we'll stick with that. 
All right, uh, on to my second pick. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers at home, minus five and a half to defeat the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, uh, I think for starters, the Raiders have a short week. They played an overtime game on Monday night uh, against the Ravens. And I thought I thought Pittsburgh defense looked great. Um, TJ Walker had a ton of pressure on Josh Allen and was causing all kinds of trouble. Uh, you also have the whole short week plus the Raiders flying west to east to play for a 1 p.m. game. Um, I actually saw a stat that uh, that that over the last like five years that hasn't affected teams nearly as much as it did before, probably because, of you know, just more advanced everything, private jets, all that crap. Um, but it has affected John Gruden, who's three and eight at the spread in that scenario. Um, they're, they're also, you know, they had some injuries too. So Richie incognito, I don't believe he played any snaps on Monday night. They kept showing him on the sideline and, uh, they also lost their starting right guard. And like I mentioned, TJ Watt had three week three sacks against the bills last week. And, and Derek Carr's like 32, I think he has a 31.8 passer rating when he's under pressure. So I think the Steelers are going to get home on him. It's going to cause some trouble. Minka Fitzpatrick could guard Waller a little bit and try to cut down on the 19 targets he got on Monday Night Football. Um, so I think this is kind of a comeback to earth game. Not to mention there's a little bit of an emotional drop off. You know, like they won a game. They didn't really have too much business winning um, on Monday night on in prime time. And then, you know, they got to go hop on a plane and fly out to Pittsburgh who had an impressive win against Buffalo over the weekend. So uh, I like them here in this spot. Yeah, I was actually on the, I uh, initially thinking about being on the, on the Raiders side. And then you're right. I thought that um, you look into it a little bit more. One of the biggest things was, uh, you know, they had a big Monday night game, which was their home opener, essentially uh, first, ever home opener because, yeah two years in the waiting yeah so i mean like you said you have a you have a yeah. but I, I would also say the raiders in that game were very lucky i mean a lot of coaching uh issues in that game that gruden came up with so the fact that they won that game uh, you're right i think a one o'clock game going across uh to the east coast is going to be tough for him so um it was just a big number and i thought i actually did watch that game I did. I did think the Raiders actually played fairly well, but I also didn't think Baltimore played that great. So, um, but uh, so on to my second pick. Uh, I'm going with the Cowboys Chargers over 54 and a half. I I was going to take the Cowboys uh, points, but uh, I'm sticking with the not picking them ever again. So, um, <laughs> it's just. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just not going to do it. But I will take the, the points in this one. Um, Cowboys on defensive side sustained some big injuries. You had uh, Demarcus Lawrence just got uh, went out, I think, yesterday. Uh, so he's like out six to eight weeks, if I'm not mistaken. You have another uh, uh, Randy uh, Gregory is also trending not to play as well. And their starting safety, Donovan Wilson, uh, hasn't been practiced this week. And so – you're already you're taking away pro, arguably their two best defensive players in Lawrence and Gregory for defense that pretty much is is poop. Um, and then you know the Chargers, you know they probably should have scored more than 27 points last week against a, a pretty good defensive uh, defensive team in Washington. They were only two and six uh, on uh, uh, 
TD red, uh, red zone scoring last week and then two and five goal to go efficiency. So I can't see that happening against this, uh, you know, Cowboys team. They had 424 total yards against Washington. They just, you know, they just couldn't put the ball in the end zone. Um, I think with, with the Cowboys, with Dak being back, um, this offense is crazy explosive again. I mean, last year before the injury, they were averaging 32.6 points a game. Uh, and then last week they put up 29 points against arguably the best defense in the league. So um, I think both teams are similar and I think they both know that they have to score on almost every possession and that uh, field goals won't do it. Um, and I, I think the Cowboys also have their off season or uh, preseason camp in or outside of the chargers facility. So there's been talk that the chargers really do not have a home field advantage. And they actually think the Cowboys may have a home field advantage. So um, I just think that I think points will be scored here. Um, and I just don't see it. There any be any kind of defense whatsoever. So it's a big number 54 and a half, but um and that's actually trickled down, believe it or not. So people are actually taking the under on this. Uh, but I think that the two uh, losses for the Cowboys defensively is pretty big. All right. I like that too. Uh, I'm going on the other side. I'm going, I'm taking under, I'm going to San Francisco at Philadelphia Eagles under 50 and a half. Uh, I was a little surprised by this number. I, th- I, I kind of try to peek at what I think the spreads are going to be and, with the number of what the totals are going to be totals. I'm, you know, a little more all over the place, but um, I kind of looked at this as the Eagles destroyed Atlanta last week. Defensively, they held a uh, Matt Ryan to QBR of like 17 and uh, they, they won by 26 points. The Atlanta didn't score a touchdown. Um, and I just felt like their defense looked pretty dominant and Jalen hurts is seems pretty legit. Like I, I, I think he's one of those guys that comes across as a better fantasy player than a than a real player, but you know it's working for them. So San Francisco is a little more of an enigma because they they were up thirty eight to ten in the beginning of the fourth quarter, and I thought they were they were going to sail. This was the worst beat of the week for me, by the way. I had I had them uh, on a couple different things at minus eight and a half, um, and then they yeah they they give up I think something like twenty three points in the fourth quarter. Um, and yeah, it was a disaster. But uh, I, I I just think that that was them kind of falling asleep. They were up four touchdowns with a quarter to go, um, and I think they kind of took their foot off the brake. I, I think their defense is a little better than that. I don't know if it's you know as dominant as it has been in years past, but I I still think that you know this game ends up being something like you know twenty four to twenty or something. Uh, I don't see them getting to the fifty and a half unless it ends up in overtime. Yeah, I looked at that game too. I was actually uh, thinking about maybe doing the spread, but a lot more uh, sharp actions actually on the Eagles this week. So, um, it's a great yeah. money money line play. Yeah, it, I, I guess it would be at that point. So, um, I think I don't know. I, I I know that you and I have talked that you're not a huge Jimmy G fan, and I think he's better than what you think. So, um, but we'll see. So third pick, I got Buffalo minus the three and a half. Uh, just in recent history, Buffalo has had Miami's number five and zero straight up against the Dolphins. 
Last meeting was a 56-26 thumping in week 17, and I believe that kept Miami out of the playoffs too. Josh Allen, you know, uh, plays very well against the Finns. Uh, in their last two meetings, he's combined for 639 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception. And then, you know, last week, I mean, you, you touched on it, but I, I thought the Steelers' defense looked very well. Uh, that said, I mean, Buffalo still had close to 400 yards of offense, had over 100 rushing yards uh, against you know, arguably a top five rushing defense uh, when it's all said and done at the end of the season. Um, but if if Buff if I want to win this bet, Buffalo's got to clean up a, a couple things. Uh, they were only eight for eighteen on third downs, eight penalties for eighty one yards, and, and they only scored uh, one touchdown of four attempts in the red zone. So I don't think Miami has the defense to that that Pittsburgh has. Um, you mentioned uh, TJ Watt, but they also have Haywood and those three or those two combined for three sacks and about like 10 QB hurries in that game. Um, and, and Miami's top, top defensive lineman, uh, Raekwon Davis, is out this game. So um, I like Buffalo. I think uh, I think they'll uh, they'll be more uh, more than uh, one four. Yeah, I like Buffalo on a bounce back this week too. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it, it's a big division game too. Because if you, you know, it, if Buffalo goes down 0-2, it's going to be pretty uh, pretty tough uh, coming back from that. So I think that Buffalo has a little bit more to uh, to play for than Miami does, considering last week. So, all right. Do you have anything else going on this week? No. Um, it's uh, it's week two, so I'm not going to dive into too much, too many other things. Unless you want to do like a college pick, uh, you can do a college pick. I, I well, I, no, I just for fun because uh, the two colleges that we went to, West Virginia and uh, Virginia Tech, gotcha. Um, not much. I, I, I'm not gonna. Pro- I probably won't put any money on this uh, unless it's like a, a free roll or, or a free bet somewhere. Because um, I'm shocked that West Virginia is actually a favorite. I've seen it uh, two and a half. Uh, I've seen it go to three as well. Um, yeah, I started. I will say that if, if I was going to take anyone in this, I would probably say tech because I do think tech has the better quarterback of the two of the two teams. Um, but we'll see. I, 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 I'm, if, yeah, I, I wouldn't put, you know, any kind of money on it, but if you have a free roll, free, uh, college, uh, single parlay thing or anything like that, um, yeah, I would. Uh, I'd, I'd put on West Virginia under, and then uh, I'm trying to think who was. Uh, and I'll, I'll put. I'll post something on, on Twitter, and you guys can follow it. Just pick it. Just keep it. Uh, yeah. So the sharp money right now is on WVU. I guess the line currently is minus two and a half, and mm. the, there's some professionals that have picked up on it. Um, it is getting a lot of action. Um, it's a big rivalry game. <laughs> <laughs> For the people uh, that went there. Yeah, for the people that attended both schools. It's a huge rivalry <laughs> game. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll see. Uh, unfortunately, we can't bet this. Well, I can't bet this game. Uh, we're not allowed to bet Virginia College. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Wow. It, it does suck. Yeah. No, you're right. I, want, I wonder. No, no, you can do it at West Virginia. I think you can. So just, you know, hop on a hop on the train and go up to West Virginia and drive back down. Um, yeah. 
That, 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 that's my pick. All right. I think that's all we have for this week. Um, we'll be back next week with our picks for week three. This is a short one this week, but uh, we'll catch you guys later. Have a good one.